I'm Mandy. And I'm Jessica. And this is The Coop. You're listening to The Coop Homeschool Podcast. This is your podcast for community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling. This is episode 84, 10 Ways to Add Magic to Your Homeschool. Today, we are talking about 10 ways you can add magic to your homeschool life. Love it. Yeah, because, you know, we want our homeschool life to be more than just like curriculum or routine of lessons or extracurriculars and bedtime, right? Yep. So we want magic. And I I just want to quote from Life's Little Instruction Book, 20 years from Mm -hmm. now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones that you did do. And so we want to think about what are the things, we don't want to regret the things we didn't do. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to provide a list of 10 things yes. that hopefully you can pull a couple from. And of course, it'll be unique to you and your family. But yeah. So, but first, our scoop on the coop. So my kids are all growing up and doing new things and Aww. advancing. And it's very weird. And last episode, I talked a lot about Augie, but his language has just been off the charts with He's rhyming and doing all of these new skills and his interest level has peaked and his ability to hold a crayon has improved and all of this stuff. And Sophia has just come a long way. Um, I wanted to just take a minute to talk about her dancing because this is the point in the school year where they um, often get moved up. And so Mm -hmm. we had our ballet assessments Mm -hmm. um, back in June. Mm -hmm. And so she moved up in her ballet program, and then we just got another notice today. She moved up in her contemporary program, Aww. and it's just neat to see because that is something that's outside of me now. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. while I am a dance teacher, I no longer teach her classes. Yeah. No, I teach early elementary mm-hmm. or early childhood, rather. And so she hasn't been in my classes for two years. And so this is all just her own unique journey and to watch her grow and and be acknowledged by other teachers is cool. really fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I, it's just really, it's something to watch your kids grow and to just be able to step back for a second and yeah. and think about what they've done. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, my daughter, my 10-year-old, is ready to self-publish her book. Oh, nice. So my husband reviewed it. I had already reviewed it. My yeah. husband reviewed it. Then my sister, who's a writer, uh-huh. she reviewed it and gave her input. And then I asked Ruby to read it one more time through and go to Mrs. Wordsmith yeah. and add good words. Right. And then, so now it's on me to look up self-publishing on yeah. Amazon and get it done. I think I'm going to review it one more time just sure. to make sure like that the new words she added work and all that. But... Yeah, so it's cool. She got to go through the editing process. And, you know, I I learned that from what you were doing with with your bestie. Yeah, it's just been a great thing. And she's been working on it during the summer. And it's been a great process. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Very exciting. So let's get to our magic. So what is magic? What would you say magic is? Oh, uh, it's something that brings something unique and different and special and almost kind of like... Unexpected and sudden. Yeah. You, know, you think of magic as just being this thing you weren't anticipating. Yeah. yeah. And to just come in and change everything. Yeah. Yeah. Leviosa. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It's like a supernatural mm-hmm. power yeah. that you're adding to your homeschool, right? So we want, I want to give five 
activities. Some are more robust than others. And then five more abstract concepts for okay. 10 ways. And maybe there's one or two you want to incorporate this year into your school year. Yeah. The first one is plan unique learning opportunities. Mm-hmm. So this adds spice and variety to your homeschool, breaks up the mundane. Absolutely. So there's different ways to do that. I have uh, like six ways. So unit studies, we've talked mm-hmm. a lot about unit studies. We have a podcast episode about that. You can check that out. Yep. And they're like the launch pad for a new idea or concept that you can just focus on for a short period of time. Yes. They also lead you to special activities, whether it's dissections or building a mission or painting yeah. lily pads, whatever it is. Another unique learning experience is adventures. So yeah. we've talked a lot about living history field trips. Check out our faves. You can go to a collection of historical sites for your state museums. But an, an idea would be experience beauty together. Yeah. So that's part of the adventures. Not just educational, but beauty. Like. Yes. Like when you're looking at a woven basket made by a Native American, like talk about the beauty and ex- and enjoy that beauty together. So in Memory Making Mom by Jessica Smart, she had a great idea. If you want to make a real treasured adventure, think of what your default personality is and do the opposite. Oh. It is guaranteed to be an experience your kids will remember. And she oh, talked about, terrifying. yeah, she even talked about something as simple as like, she's normally really calm and collected and not silly, I guess. And she said she'd be driving. And when she would see a big field of cows, every once in a while, she would pull over, roll down the windows and yell moo really loud. And she said the kids like connected to that and right. they loved it. And it made a memory mm-hmm. for that wherever they were heading to for their adventure. That's really cute. And so those are the little things that I think are, are pretty cool, right? Yes. Okay, then other unique learning experiences are trips. So I've talked about the body exhibit we went to in Las Vegas. You Mm -hmm. guys went to the Channel Islands in California for uh, California history. We did a donut road trip together. I've traveled to San Francisco to go to the Museum of Ice Cream and Mm -hmm. Color Factory, Santa Fe's Meow Wolf. And so these trips really add a lot. Your three-week-long road trip, it just sounds like family vacations. But yes, those are the adventures that are unique learning experiences, and you can really utilize them as a learning experience. Exactly. Okay. Now, another unique learning experience is theme days. Mm -hmm. So we have episodes and blogs about that. And there's Star Wars Day, Lego Day, Nutcracker Day, Frozen Day, Video Game Day. It could be literature focused on a yeah. book that you're reading. There's holiday theme days. So mm-hmm. do the Christmas homeschool like we do. Easter unit study we did. We did four Easter theme days together. Yes, and it was wonderful, yeah. right? And those Super are the special. things that that break up the mundane. I don't have my kids do their other schoolwork those days. No. That's it. That's yeah. what they do. Right. And it's special. Another one is new skills. That's a unique learning yes. experience. So plant a garden, build a fairy house, make a quilt, build a bike ramp, learn to mow, make a mosaic tile table, macrame, draw an invention, sign up for Radish Kids, learn to cook. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. And then subscription boxes is another way to have a unique learning experience where everything is provided for you. Yes. So it's convenient. Yeah. And we've talked about them. My favorite's Universal Yums. Um, my daughter loves bit, bitsbox. Dot, yeah. you know, dot com, where she um, develops her own video games. Right, she codes. Yeah, those are unique learning experiences. Yes. Yeah, I feel like it, it like really breathes energy into our homeschooling, and it revives my soul. Yes, for sure. So we've all heard of poetry tea time. Yes, but I'm just saying. Get, number two, gather for tea time. Yes. It doesn't it. have to be poetry. It could no. be a read aloud. It could just be a discussion. It could be a question of the day. It could be rhyming games. You know, you've yeah. talked about how your son loves to rhyme right. now. It could be like 
we're doing going to do a tea time just for rhyming, and we're exactly. going to laugh at each other, right? Right. We can bake cakes, and yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, you could feed into that and make it a whole the the whole day could be right. a, a a tea time. Number three, play games. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we're so stuck on getting through curriculum that we forget to play games. Yep. And it could be done one-on-one, tournament yep. style. I intentionally, when we were talking about planning our year in episode 81, I was intentionally putting in a category for my U.S. history study mm-hmm. to include games. I love it. So I have like eight games listed that I want to get through throughout the year as they plug into the right time period. You know, one of them being Oregon Trail. Yeah. You know I what I mean? That. Like yeah, it's so, so cool. cool. So I think games are super important, but I think what you're saying too is just don't forget to play them. Yeah. You know, just because you're using them even for education yeah. doesn't mean they can't be for fun to take a moment and just play a game. Yeah. And it could be like in the middle of your day, mm. you could tell they're they're kind of getting bored or yeah. tired. You could be like, let's play a game. Yeah. August asks me all the time. Aww. That's what he likes to do. That's his thing. So that's what I need to be aware of for mm-hmm. his learning style is for him, games are magical. Yeah. And so how can I further, you know, his development with games? And so his current favorite, Banana Split. Oh. Yeah. So Mandy's family gifted that to us one year for Christmas. Yeah. And it's really sweet. And so that's his favorite game. And he plays it like a champ now. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Yeah, that was an early one for Maisie, too. Right. She was able to play, too. Yeah, I'm always impressed at how he's able to pick up a game and go with it. And so, mm-hmm. again, don't underestimate your kid's ability to play a game. He could probably play Uno pretty solidly oh, now, totally. too. Yeah. You know, I know he can mostly keep up, but I'm pretty sure he could really competitively play at yeah. this point. I, I know, like, my kids don't know how to tie knots very well or bows, <clears throat> and so I, I did get a knot-making a game, yep. so I'm like, we are definitely doing that in the first month. It. That's going to be on my checklist. Love it. You can involve the spouse, too, in these things. Yes. It could be when Daddy gets home, we're going to play this awesome game. Yes. Okay, number four, invest in a colorful bookshelf or yes. library. I just say bookshelf because it doesn't even have to be a whole bookcase. It can right. literally just be a bookshelf. Right. Of all different types of books. Right. And you don't mean colorful just by their literal color. Right. Yes. You mean in all the ways, which I love. The variety. Mm -hmm. So reference books, picture books, chapter books, poetry, comic, academic, like textbooks. Sometimes they love to look at textbooks, didn't they? I remember Sophia used to want to, she would look like at the textbooks that had the dinosaurs in it. Mm -hmm. She loved those. Yep. Um, Timelines. The Smithsonian has timelines. And then you keep them accessible to your kids. The beautiful books should be easy for them to access. And we've said that a lot, especially you, how Mm -hmm. books are the magic in your homeschooling. Yes. And then you can read aloud picture books no matter the age. And then I have to cycle through mine because I only have so much space. So I have bins. And then when you bring them out again, you can see if they're still interested. Okay, number five. Yes. Learn with others. So we've talked about co-op. We've said how great it is to have a co-op. Yes. Or just invite another friend over. Right. It's wonderful to have a homeschool family friend. Mm Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Like our, we were talking about our holiday things, you know. We have things that we just do exclusively our two homeschool families and they're awesome. Yeah. And there's certain things that are just more fun. Like art Mm -hmm. projects sometimes can be more fun because you get to see what the other kids do. Right. Uh, Field trips, nature hikes, and scavenger hunks. They're just made better with friends. Yeah. 
So those are the five, so I'll just review the five. Plan unique learning experiences, gather for tea time, play games, invest in a colorful bookshelf, and learn mm-hmm. with others. So now the next five are a little more abstract. Mm. So first, the number six is yes. consider your setting. Yes. So involve multiple senses, taste, <clears throat> smell, sound. Don't be stuck to one place of learning in the house. You know, light that right. di- candle or diffuser. Go to Starbucks and have hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Go to the park, like a splash pad, and then in between say, we're going to do read-alouds. Right. You know, having a, add a tree swing and smelling spring and bringing some scones. Yeah. And then doing your read-aloud or, so let's do, my kids do math on their on the rock. They, they do it where they want. And, you know, cuddles and all that are great. Use the couch. You don't need to sit at desks. Nope. Something that I'm going to spend a little bit of time on is clutter-free learning spaces. So I struggle with that a lot because I hoard craft supplies and books. I have so much stuff, right? Same. And it's hard as families to keep things clean. But I thought it was interesting. I I was um, looking at an article that I will link here. I'm going to quote it saying, Disorganized and messy spaces can create feelings of stress and anxiety, which will have an obvious negative effect on your learning. It is therefore always worth giving your study space a quick tidy before you start studying. So I, I, I think there's a balance. Like it's not asking for it to be perfect, but maybe in their general purview. Right. There should be like a clean table for them yeah. to be at, you know. Yeah. That'd be nice. All these yeah. things can affect mm-hmm. uh, c- their comfort. So if they're in an uncomfortable chair or they're in a chair that they don't like sitting in and they can't move around in, lighting, uh, color, they said even though red can enhance creativity, it actually in- increases heart rate and stress. So they said most learning spaces do not have red in it. Oh, fascinating. So I'll link the article here and you can check it out. Okay. Okay, so that's setting. So consider your setting. You can make it magical just by some twinkle lights in a room. Love it. Yeah. Okay, number seven, be present in the moment. So you can find joy where you are. Mm-hmm. Be present and enjoy your child. So one thing it would be like if your child wants to act out a fable or karaoke with you, we should do that <clears throat> and yeah. enjoy it. Right. And be there, not be like, okay, mm. and be thinking about, I'm going to yeah. tackle this task when we're done. Or they want to look at animals at PetSmart. How many times do I, I'm like, okay, you guys can look at this. I'm going to go get what we need, the bunny litter and whatever. And right. you guys can, but it's like, why not enjoy that with them? Right. Why not be present with them as they yep. enjoy these creatures that God has made? Yeah, we spent 30 minutes in the reptile shop yesterday. Yeah. I don't really like looking at those And were you, were you looking at your phone or were you nope. engaged? We were watching the chameleons because they're hilarious. Oh, funny. Because they have their two feet oh, or two, funny. yeah, like their, gra- I don't know, fingers. Uh-huh. And so we were just watching them walk around because it's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. So we were watching them and observing them in their little terrariums and it yeah. was interesting yeah and so and so what a different experience that is with you being yeah. engaged right. versus other times i know i'm on my phone right yeah so be present yeah. in the moment <clears throat> number 8 focus on your child's interests too so as much as like i want to be child led and all that stuff oh yeah i definitely have in my brain <laughs> what i want my kids to yeah. learn and so I usually defer to that. And then 
I have to be reminded to focus on my child's interests. Yeah. So be curious about your child. Investigate how she spends her free time. Yes. Expose her to the books and experiences <clears throat> that you think she might be interested in. And then investigate. See what she likes about her favorite books. What does she like about her favorite experiences or group activities? Yeah. And then if your child likes cooking, if you notice her saying, oh, how did you do that? Then sign up for Radish Kids and get yeah. the subscription box. Right. Or if your child likes doing, loves making that rocket, the explosion yeah. in the two liter with the Mentos. Mentos and Coke, yeah. Yeah, then if they loved that, then let's find some other science experiments you can right. involve. For sure. Number nine, add spontaneity. So there's two ways to look at this. So you can have spontaneity coming from you, like providing like a pseudo spontaneity. Right. That's something your kids don't know. Right. It's and just a surprise. Yeah, a surprise. Yeah. So you surprising your children with your super fun plans, making them feel like it's spontaneous and a welcome change. So now, here's an example. Now let's close our books. We're going to Legoland. Right. I mean, they'll remember that. That will add the magic. Another quote from Memory Making Mom book. I'll link that book here. What do your kids love to do that you never do with them? And do it. Yep. And it will feel spontaneous <clears throat> to your kiddos, even if you planned to yeah. do it. But it will feel spontaneous to yep. them, whether it's playing a video game with them, jumping in a pool. Yeah. I have to say, this was the biggest reason that I ended up having to change my work schedule mm. for this coming school year. I have to, I dropped a whole day of teaching because it was my entire Friday. Yeah. I would leave the house by eight. Wow. And I didn't get home until eight. Yeah. And granted we saw cousins in between my yeah. hours of teaching and there was a lot of great things that we did. It was an entire day away from the house. Yeah. And so then the other days I was at home, I felt like I couldn't do these you spontaneous space things. For it. I didn't have yeah. space. I didn't have a flex day where I could say, forget all of that. We're going to go do this. Yeah. And because I had such limited time and then we had the co-op, like I just felt like there was no space anywhere for yeah. flexibility. Yeah. And I felt really stuck by yeah. that. And so I'm really looking forward to doing yeah. that because it does add magic for your kids yeah. to just change it up once in a while. Yeah. Nobody loves living in a schedule that doesn't flex anytime. Yeah, right. And think of what that's teaching your kids. <clears throat> it's getting them kind of training them to always be on a schedule. Right. So another way is your child's spontaneity. Right. So you have from you kind of planning right. to surprise them. And then you have your child. So the kind that arises naturally. Right. You being flexible enough to move along with your child when they want to try something new or explore a rabbit trail. Mm -hmm. And so this is a very small example, but the word a day was indulgent. Right. And it, and it was a picture of a person eating a bunch of like donuts or sweets or something, but I think it was donuts. Right. And they said, we should go get donuts. <clears throat> and I was like, we had space in our day. So I was like, yes, yeah, let's go do oh. that. And they're like, what? Yeah. Now think of oh. how many donut trips you have made. Do any of those leave a lasting impact? No. No. But the, my kids for the past two years have brought that up multiple times. Remember oh. when we went and got donuts from the word a day? Right. And it's like, yes, that was magical to them. Right. Just something as simple as that. And then something very small, like spring kickoff day, my daughter said, I wish we could make flower crowns. And so I was like, okay, let's do that. Instead of the craft I had planned whatever it was, it didn't matter didn't because matter. she wanted to do the flower crown. So we went out in our yard and found weeds that had blossoms on them right. and, and did that. 
So why do this besides adding magic? It helps the, to wire the brain to be flexible, yeah. to handle a change at a moment's notice. And we talked about that. Like as adults, we don't want them to be so fixed and so rigid. They can't build a joyful life of things that come up unexpectedly. Yeah, I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I need to intentionally plan for yeah, flexibility yeah. because I already have a hard time mm-hmm. just being rigid. I could live on a schedule oh, my totally. whole life. You yeah. know, I could live that way because that's how I am. I could eat the same foods at the same times of day every day. Oh, totally. I don't need that all the time, but I don't want my kids to, to be stuck that way because they're not me. Yeah. They aren't me. I don't expect them to be me. My husband's definitely not like me in that way. He's impulsive and... I don't, not always spontaneous, but he wants what he likes in the moment. Yeah. And, and I have a really hard time adjusting if mm. I have a whole plan. Yeah. But I need to learn that flexibility. And more importantly, since I'm old and hard to change, I need my kids to have that flexibility. Yeah, totally. And so I think it's such a brilliant thing to make sure that you we're, we're putting in there. Yeah, you we're know? all working that muscle in <clears throat> ourselves yeah. and in our kids. So the, the articles that I was reading mentioned that there's a certain amount of trust involved in mm. being spontaneous. Mm-hmm. So trust that it will work out. Trusting you th- that they will still get to do the things they had counted on doing that right. day. And then trust that you are looking out for their best interest. And then you trusting yourself and growing that trust that you don't have to research every detail in order for it to be a wonderful experience. Are you sure? Yeah. I think I do. I know. So Psychology Today article on the wisdom of spontaneity, which is linked here in the show notes, quote, the the very capacity for spontaneity hinges mostly on how much individuals are able to trust themselves. Mm. It goes on to say that spontaneity helps cultivate happiness. Yeah. So don't be discouraged, though, if it doesn't work for the first time. Like, you might do the donut thing, and then someone skins their knee on the way out. And that's all they remember. Yeah, and that's yeah. It, yeah. So and just remember, it's a muscle. So you right. have to work it, and over time, like, it'll get stronger, and and we'll, we'll have all these magical moments to remember. Yes, like that. Yeah. Okay, number 10, provide time for free time. So you were yes. just talking about that. Yes. So for number six, setting... Number seven, being present. Number eight, focusing on your child's interest. And mm-hmm. nine, spontaneity. For those things to happen, mm-hmm. you need to make sure you have plenty of free time yes. available. Yep. You and your child cannot be spontaneous if you've planned out their whole day mm-hmm. or their week. So making sure we have huge blocks of time available almost daily to our child will allow for some of this important magic to happen. Yes. Peter Gray, free to learn. Says self education through play and exploration requires enormous amounts of unscheduled time. Mm-hmm. Time to do whatever one wants to do without pressure, judgment, or intrusion from authority figures. That time is needed to make friends, play with ideas and materials, experience and overcome boredom, learn from one's own mistakes, and develop passions. I mean, that's yep. amazing. I agree. Yeah, love that. Okay, so now it's time for the, the Coop Q&A, where we answer your questions. Okay, so the question is, a favorite piece of magic in oh. our homeschool life? Oh, okay. Like something specific? Yes. Oh, okay. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay, so I love having park or museum passes. Oh, yeah. Or even a trampoline pass. Yep. What I love about it is... It allows us to go when we want. Yes. 
how forever long we want to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can go as a school day. We can go with friends, go for just a couple hours with no pressure. And we can go spontaneously. That's when I can surprise him because I know it's not going to cost money because we already have the pass. And so, you know, whether it's Balboa Park, the the system of museums in San Diego, Legoland, we've done SeaWorld, we've done the Botanical Gardens, but they're always excited to go out and do those things. And for me, that adds so much magic because I can be spontaneous. I can be spontaneous. Yes. Whatever that word Mm -hmm. is. I can insert that as our first day of school. Right. I can um, have it be something we stop by on the way home from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I know it's memory making, bonding, and I'm relaxed. I'm right. just enjoying the time. And I'm getting to be with my kids. And they're experiencing life educationally and experientially. And I don't have to lead it. I can just be part of it. Yeah. And so that's magic for me too. Yeah. I love that. I I think it's hard for me to say because I love the tangible one, which is books. Mm -hmm. That's always my suggestion to people is have books. Yeah. And I know most people think of that for little kids, but I think for all ages, I mean, my husband will just grab a reference book or if I get some new ones in the house, he's so excited, you know, Mm -hmm. and just He'll sit there at the table and then inevitably a child will come over and crawl in his lap and then they're looking at it together. And I think that's just really a a neat thing to have. Um, My my kids each have their own bookshelves in their room now. Mm -hmm. And so August loves being able to rotate through his books. He's got a few favorites that come out often, but he will rotate through them because they're there. And I love that. And he's just now been introduced to Shel Silverstein. So now we read poems at night before we read his Bible. And just the fact that he has this routine now, you know, we read some fun books and then we read his Bible together every night. So it also helps with routine. So even though I consider it magic and, you know, something that's unique and fun, it's also just it's a part of our developing routine and discipline and reading our bible together Mm -hmm. you know it's creating this habit Mm -hmm. because we have so many available you know if we didn't have enough or a unique variety I think that would be hard but then there's also free play because Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. definitely I prioritize giving them free time and so while I did say earlier I wanted another day off to be able to be spontaneous. I mean, like literally to be spontaneous, to go out and do something or to say yes to the invitations that we're getting. Right. But for me, they, in our days, they often have free play time. Yeah. And so my daughter's been writing her books and she reads books constantly. Mm -hmm. And my Mm -hmm. son, his new obsession is Ninja Turtles. Oh, wow. And so he's had a lot of time to really practice his dagger skills <sighs> and his karate skills. Yeah. And so today I was sensei. And oh, so fun. I got, he would just run around the house doing his just own thing. Just being involved yeah. in in something like that. In the free play. Yeah, yeah, in the free play. And then being involved in the book exploration. Yeah. That that adds magic to them for sure. Yeah, and so I those I know that was two favorites, but I feel like How dare you. I know. Sorry, <laughs> um, but I feel like the books is such a tangible one. But I would say just don't underestimate the free play time. Yeah, you know, that is something that I feel like is a truly a gift to my kids that they may not appreciate for a long time. Yeah, and then eventually when they have to schedule their own free time, yeah. they'll understand what a gift it was that I didn't schedule their every minute of every right. day and. 
you talk about some of the magical moments you've had in some favorite picture books, like mm-hmm. what does the fox say and yeah. things like that. In our, I think it's in our favorite picture books episode, yeah. um, number 14. So you can definitely hear about those specific books that moments. you would yeah, say books. make sure is in your library. Yep. I love that. I just want to end real quick with a quote by Edith Schaefer from her book, What is Family? My mother-in-law actually gave it to me when my husband and I got married. Cute. Yeah. So the quote is, um, well, I'll quote it. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that you are often choosing a memory. Many times you are not choosing what to do with two or three hours for the immediate result, but you are choosing a memory or choosing not to have a memory for a lifetime. The bubble of excitement, the thrill that comes in being loved and considered important, the reality of discovering that our mother and father really like to be together with us will make it a stronger, long-lasting, and more vivid memory than even the planned days could ever be. And so, I mean, that just goes into the free play. It goes into the spontaneity of being available to your kids to be part. Thanks for listening. We love your support. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave a rating and review to let us know how we're doing, and share our podcast with your friends who need a little community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling.